Welcome back to the Wrong Advice Podcast. I'm your host, John Pachuto, and I'm very excited to have who has to be, without question, my best friend in the entire world, the best communicated friend I have, just an all-around 10 out of 10 human being, the one and only Miss Ashley Gatton. Ashley, my friend, how are you? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. This is like almost a year and a half in uh, in the making. We did our first episode a very, very long time ago completely different world it was like almost two years ago i think where yeah it's very very long time um but yeah i was very excited to get you on the podcast and catch up and see how life is and what's new and all that fun shit um so can you you know for continuity purposes give a quick introduction to the listeners on who you are again um my name is ashley um right now i live in los angeles um i work for a denim clothing brand uh i'm from napa california i met john in new york when i lived there um i moved Maybe. back from new york to la uh 2018 i think um oh, shit. i know i think yeah we met in like 20 what 15 has it been 16? that long holy shit wow i get all my dates mixed up um yeah well, to be fair, yeah. the last three years have felt like 10 to 20. No, really. So, it's been... yeah, it's been wild. Um, for the listeners who recall our first conversation, you and I met via Twitter. Um, yeah. Which is just where I meet all my favorite human beings on earth. Um, and we turned a online friendship into a real life friendship. And the rest, as they say, has been history. Um, I have always been amazed at, with you as a human being for being incredibly funny. Um, for some reason, you love getting political on social media, which uh, just makes me laugh because it's like in a lot of instances, just shouting out into the void. <laughs> but I can't believe we've been friends for like seven years. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. So what's been going on in your life? I know that you are currently wearing some new jewelry on your hand. Um, oh, yeah. On there? Someone someone got um, engaged? Yeah, I got engaged um, in August. So that's a big deal because when did we? So the last time we did this was it had to be 2020, right? It was. You were COVID. single. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure you were single. Well, I've been single the whole time. Um, yeah of our friendship you've been in and out of uh the fun dating scene as i have been um yeah and and one of the main reoccurring themes of our conversations are my disdain for dating and and lack of love life and you're always like come on john like it's gonna be all right it's gonna and I was like oh, holy shit but then you met your now fiance which i think is very inspiring for me yeah um yeah, we met on, well, we don't have to talk about that because I think we talked about that the last time, but we met on Bumble, but, um, Incredible. you know, whatever. Gives yeah. hope for all of us, you know, fantastic losers out there who are still, actually, I just deleted all of the apps off my phone like six, seven days ago, um, except know, for Raya. I, I kept Raya because, you know, I have to be on, it's got to be a part of my personality to, to be on. That's like the one where like, it's not like famous people, but like you have to be kind of like it's a joke. Someone, I am it's nobody. It is a joke. Uh, I mean, there's no question in my mind that they sort of package it as this uh, exclusive place for celebrities or influencers or whatever. I'm neither of those things, and I think it's yeah. uh, 
they advertise it as such so they get people to pay twenty dollars a month which yeah i pay twenty dollars a month to be on that shit which is just so fucking dumb oh really oh my god like maybe two celebrities that i've seen in movies a a small sample of uh instagram influencers and such but yeah yeah, it's uh not worth it i mean i I, listen i've met some models that i've done some photo shoots with which you know you can either be there for dating or here for friends. Um, and I've met a lot of cool people through the app, which is, I think I'm gearing it more as a networking tool versus say, you know, I'm going to find the love of my life there. But I think it has a, some, some purpose. Yeah. What yeah. Get with 20 bucks a month, just cause like it's better people per se. <laughs> yeah. Super oh better. My God. I, I didn't know that. Imagine if you're like swiping on riot and you see me and you're like, who the fuck is this kid? Go to my Instagram. I've got 261 followers. It's like, what the fuck is this guy doing here? <laughs> it is patently ridiculous. But in a lot of ways, it is a uh, very funny little feather I wear in my hat. And I, I brag about to everyone. Don't you have to be like someone has to like um, refer I got to, you to join? Yeah. And I have no idea how I got approved because yeah, I didn't have any recommendations. I don't believe. I don't. I don't know who would have yeah. vouched for me. You know, Ben Affleck wasn't on there. Like, oh, we got to let John on. He's a good guy. He's funny. He takes great pictures. But that didn't happen. Yeah, I don't know how. Yeah. If yeah. anybody from Raya ever listens to this podcast, I would love for them <laughs> to reach out and be like, you are approved because we love your podcast. We love your photography. We think you're going places. And we wanted to get you in on the ground floor as I knock my microphone. Shout out, Raya. <laughs> this episode of the Wrong Advice Podcast is brought to you by Raya. <laughs> So explain something to me. We've been friends for, let's call it like eight years. Okay. We'll just round up and call it eight. Yeah. Do you think that you are a good friend? Uh, No, listen, I think I know. No, I guess I am a good friend. I'm very supportive when I'm like communicating, but. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I don't know. Like, I feel like that all ties into like every i mean no i think also just like when you text me i've told you this a million times like if i don't answer it right then and there when i read it i'm just not going to answer it um but i know people are like that and i just like busting your balls because like it'll be 30 to 60 i would love to say minutes but it's usually days when you respond and it's like oh my god i swear i saw all these and responded in my head but they just never made their way over to you yeah (laughs) yeah it's pretty funny. Um, yeah. So talk to me a little bit about your ever-growing TikTok account. I think I find it very funny because you spend time just like eviscerating fucking morons on the application. And I love that for you. But we've we've gone back and forth about sort of your love-hate relationship with social media. Um, and it seems to be like you're kind of enjoying yourself again back on it. And and I'm wondering sort of like what changed, what, you know, mentally has changed that's sort of allowing you to have fun with it again. Yeah, I was talking to my girlfriend who lives in San Diego about this because um, the thing about like TikTok, which is like, it's, I like, I do, I mean, I obviously love it more than Instagram and probably, I mean, really what other apps are there, but I was telling her because I was like, I cannot, like, Instagram just gives me, like, I just don't like it. Like, I can't even bring myself to post anything on it anymore. And I feel like it's because 
in my head and i feel like it is like a fact that like people post on there to get likes for attention for validation to like like you know oh i got engaged like brag and that stuff and like that just gives me an icky feeling but tiktok like you can post something and you know and no one will see it or a million people will see it or people that hate you will see it or people that like love you will see it so it's like you don't Mm -hmm. really know when you post and so it's kind of like well whatever happens happens and then i was telling her because like i was like i feel like i can post on tiktok and say whatever i want to say because I know not a lot of people that I actually know in person follow me on there. Like, I think maybe yeah. like 10 people that I know in real life follow me on there. Um, and I feel like more comfortable, like posting to like strangers than I do to like people I know, which is like, to be fair though, I, actually, like when you say strangers, you have, I think near 20,000 followers. That's a lot of people seeing <laughs> the shit that you do. I know. And it's so it's so weird. Like every day when I like go into it, like I'm like, I, I'm like waiting for the day where I have like, like I lose like 5,000 followers. Cause I, <laughs> I feel like people are like, why am I following this like girl? Like she doesn't like offer anything. But yeah. I know it's so that's, it's just weird. And now I'm making like three bucks a day, which is like so funny. Wow. I'm on, actually, I should look. Yeah. It's like, so, um, but so like some days I like will catch myself and I'm like, okay, maybe I should like really, um, you know, try like, cause the stuff I post is just like sporadic. Like I don't plan it out or think about it or mm-hmm. anything. I'm like, maybe I should try to like actually do it with intention. And then like, when I do that, no one sees it. I'm like, okay, so I'm very I don't glad know. you say this, to be honest, because like to when we first met, you had like a pretty decent sized Instagram account, I recall. Um, yeah. And that surprised me because we met on Twitter where you had like six people following you. And I was like one yeah. of them. And I was like, whoa, holy shit. This girl's got like a million Instagram followers. That's so cool. And you're like, I fucking hate it. Like I get DMs by creepy dudes all the time. And then you deleted this like pretty big account. And to me, it was like very interesting just from like a, a contextual perspective that you like eschewed what could be like this influencer slash mo- Instagram model, yoga person, whatever you want to call it, yeah. opportunity on Instagram and deleted it. But like now a few years later, you're looking at like your TikTok account thinking like, hey, maybe I can make some money off this. What do you think changed? I think what, so I feel like, you know, like the whole, I saw a TikTok about this actually talking about the Kardashians, how like the whole Instagram baddie persona is like kind of dying out and now it's more like being relatable and mm-hmm. you know not using filters and just and even like you can see celebrities trying to do that on TikTok like whatever um so i think that part of instagram like i i still think instagram is very curated very planned very filtered and edited and facetuned which like that i just cannot do anymore like well, yeah. I'm like, why are we trying to look like it doesn't make any sense, really? <laughs> yeah, it's um, there's also that like double edged uh, sort of sort of it because like I feel no pressure to look or act a certain way on any of these applications because I have no beauty standards. Yeah. I mean, as you can see, yeah. Um, but there is that male sort of female duality that happens on these places, which sucks. It's like really unfortunate. Exactly. Yeah. There's yeah. not for. Yeah, it's different for men. You know, one of the big problems uh, I have 
from a social media perspective is that like I have to post on it for work, right? So like I have to go about making content around the thing that I do, which is photography. And I have to make fucking podcast videos because in order to grow, you need to have these seven to 27 second clips that draw people in and want you to convert with their fucking whatever dumb shit they decide on a weekly basis. And it's frustrating for me because I'm like very much like an old school analytical, excuse me, analog kind of person where I want to just create the thing that I am creating. Like I'm a photographer. I'm not a videographer. I want to create yeah. images and I want to be able to put an image and at least half of my followers see it. Right. But if I post a still photo on my Instagram account, like 61 people will see it. And that's, that's just yeah. very demoralizing as a creative. Yeah. Yeah that too like i think that's also i mean that is why people grow on tiktok like crazy because it just goes into like the abyss of humanity where like instagram is definitely you know not everyone will see your stuff um yeah i have, I have a fun time on tiktok and i always text you and laugh at the stuff that you make because like it is extremely relatable content and a lot of the ways i wonder if it's like because you're maybe feeling more comfortable to who you are as a person like coming through all that has happened over the last few years, you know, getting engaged, like being confident and comfortable in a relationship and a job and the person who you are, like, maybe it allows you to be like, Hey, like anyone could do this shit. Anyone can go to the gym and kick ass and go for walks and fucking just be normal. Yeah, no, what I was, that's what I was just thinking. Like, um, I feel like back in the day when like Instagram was a big deal and like I had followers and like I cared about it. It was, I know, I know at that time in my life, I was not that happy in general. Like, you know, I complained about everything. I hated my job. I hated like New York. I hated everything. And I would post more and more and more and more. It was whether it be like me complaining or not, but like I'd post a selfie just because I was like, I, I need some positive feedback on my life yeah. and how I'm doing. Like I go to the gym all the time, but like no one's telling me I look good. So like, let me post about it. And then, and now I'm like, I'm so just like content with everything where it's like, even like when I post a TikTok and no one sees it, I like, don't care. Cause like, who cares? Where like back then I would, if I got like 10 likes on Instagram, I would have deleted it because that's embarrassing. But like, yeah, yeah. when you're like, I feel like when you're like the most happy and the most secure in your life is when you're just, you don't think of like the outside stuff that you would, validation that you would get from social media, like versus like now or like, I love you know? That. Yeah, I think, you know, I was having a conversation with a, a really uh, inspirational figure in my life, a photographer who I've been lucky enough to become friends with over the, the last couple of years. And I've recently gotten to a point in my photography where I'm incredibly comfortable with what I'm creating and creatively, I know what I want to do. A couple of years ago, I didn't have that sort of mentality. And yeah. I think it comes with age, right? Like I think yeah. because I've reached a point where I'm now a decrepit old 37 year old man, I have that comfort where I don't really give a fuck. Like I'm, I'm making stuff for me, unless it's like a client project who's requiring a certain something. I feel good about what I'm doing and I feel confident in what I'm creating. And that's a big departure from where I was a few years ago. Exactly. Exactly. And it can go, I mean, that can even go with dating for you. Like, it's not like, I feel like now you're just like, if it happens, it happens. If she 
is there she is as opposed to like putting all this pressure on yourself because like yeah well i'm happy with my life yeah you know it's funny so uh i've gone through i would say in the last i don't know maybe year or so i've i've had two situationships which kind of threw me for a loop and in both situationships i was told by this person that oh my God, they're so lucky to have met me. And I, you know, the dating scene sucks so bad. And they're just so happy that they met someone that like they match up with so well. And we had great chemistry and we had fun. And we talked about life and death and like fate and like all this stuff. And like all these situationships fizzled out like after a month or two, like nothing like crazy amount of time. But I'm proud of myself because in both of those instances, I was very much like, okay, that's cool. This is not going to work out. Yeah. Why? Like, I have no, yeah. no lingering doubts or struggles with like, why was this not my person or what? I've lived enough. I've dated enough. I know that like when it's right, it's going to be right. And when it's not, mm-hmm. it's not me. It's, it's them. Mm-hmm. And that's not like a negative mm-hmm. thing. Like, don't get me wrong. These were genuinely good people, but like, just because we're not compatible relationally doesn't mean that they're bad. Right. Like, it just means they're not right, right. for me. Like, that's okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like if that's, yeah, you have to just, and like, I think that way about like jobs too, like, especially like during the whole COVID thing and everyone getting laid off, like it sucks, like losing your job or, you know, all that stuff. But like, it's like, yeah, it it comes with age. Like you become like, you're like, well, that job just wasn't for me and something better is coming. And I know it's like so cliche, but like, it's, it is true though. Cause like, it's amazing how many cliches in life are that way because they're true, right? Like right. everything happened for a reason. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a cliche, but it's also true, right? If something doesn't fall right. apart for you in some instance in your life, it can't make way for something else to happen. And yeah, like, okay, so it's cliche, it's bullshit, whatever. But at the same time, to a lot of degree, they end up being like a like actual real thing that is a benefit. Versus, oh, everything mm-hmm. happens for a reason, and then mm, my life sucks. But it's like I think a lot of times when we go through any sort of negatives, breakups, job loss, whatever, it leads us and opens us up to a path in our future that maybe we didn't see coming. Um, it does. It does. How yeah. are you doing in your work-life balance currently? So, like, I'm remote, which I absolutely love because, I mean, I could never – Ever. Like, I, well, I think I probably told, you know, this, but like commuting in LA to work is just, the worst. I mean, I, yeah. Like I can't even fathom like trying to be in my car for like two hours, at four hours a day, whatever. Um, the only downfall is I do, I feel like it's a little secluded, you know, like, I mean, I'm just like working eight hours a day here by myself. And then. Does you know, your fiance know, work? Dinner. He works from home um, Mondays and Fridays. So he goes into the office Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, but no, I love it. I love my job. I love the company. Um, I was like having also what I was, I was thinking about this last night because I was thinking about this. Um, you know, like when I feel like when I was in my 20s, I was always like, felt like I need to be doing I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Like, I feel like I would always say that to you. Like, what am I doing? Like what? I'm just going to like work until like I retire and then I'm going to travel the world or like, yeah. and now I'm like, 
I was thinking last night, I was like, what am I doing? Like, what am I just going to like work at this company till I die? And then that's my life. Like, because, or should I use my PTO or whatever? But now, but like, well, I do think that cause I'm like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm like, my personal life is so like, not filled with drama or like anything where like, I'm just like, I really am happy like spending Friday nights inside watching a movie and like, that's fine. Like, that's enough for me. Like, I don't need this. And I feel like it has to do with social media because like, I no longer in compare, well, Instagram's like a highlight reel. Like everyone, you know, posts the best part of their day and like the best part of their life and not the, the shitty stuff. But, and you're like, God, they're doing so much more than me, or she's younger than me and she's doing so much more than me, or she's married with kids. And I just, whatever. And now I'm like, no, cause that's their life. And this is my life. And like, I don't need to compare myself to them. It's not like a race. It's not a competition. Like there's enough in this world for like everyone to go around. Like we don't need to like struggle like that. And I feel like at this job, like I remember at my other jobs where, you know, if someone got a promotion, I'd be like, why did they get it? And like, why did I not get it? Like, I know I do more than that when like, who knows if that's true, but like you think that. And now like when that happens and I see someone get, gets a promotion or someone something, I'm like, hell yeah, like you deserve that. And that you getting that does not affect me from like not getting that. Like your yeah. success does not like deter my success. And mm-hmm. that definitely comes with age, but like it's really helped like at this job because like I do not hate work and I do not hate my boss or the company or anything. Like yeah. I truly yeah. Like you said, you said a couple of things that I think are super important. Um, I recently had a conversation with a friend of mine's friend who reached out to me. Um, they're 24 years old and they hate their job that they're doing. And they are like, how do I get into photography? Like, how do I get a creative career? Like asking me for my advice. And it's funny because I'm a big proponent of do as I say, but not as I do. Like I've learned all of my lessons in life through very stupid mistakes on my part. But yeah. to a lot of to a lot of degrees, all of those fuck ups inevitably led me to being in the best position I've ever been in my entire life. Like I couldn't on the happiness scale, I'm at a hundred. On the you know fulfillment scale, I'm on a hundred. Like everything on my life is perfect right now. And what I told them, I was like, listen you may only be 24 years old and you may look at people around you who are starring in movies at 22 years old or directing or, you know, touring the world musically or shooting the covers of magazines and stuff. And it's very easy to look at what other people are doing and being like, holy shit, I'm falling so far behind. And that's easy. That's like, that's a very easy thing to do because you see what other people are doing and immediately you judge yourself against it. What I told them was it's very easy very hard to do this but if you look at what other people are doing and rather than taking that as some sort of a negative against yourself and use it as a motivational tool and or some level of inspiration you can look at hey my overnight success is not happening today but in a year from now or two years from now or five years from now i'm going to be doing the thing that i want to do and i think like you said when you look at instagram and social media and there's this bombardment of highlight reel material for people um, we're seeing what other people are doing more often. So because of that, yeah, we constantly yeah. think what we're doing is not enough and that's not true, right? It's yeah. just a fallacy of having the access to the information. 
You know, it's just, yeah. there's not a million people who are making a hundred million dollars a year. There's not a million people directing yeah. movies. There's not a million people shooting the covers of magazines. It's a small number of people. So just because you're not doing it yet, doesn't mean you won't. Yeah, no, that is, that's, a, that is true though, because like, you may see like 10, 20 year old girls on Instagram with a million followers making a million dollars a year, but you're like, that's this tiny bit of percentage of that age group or of women or of that, like, but it gets bigger in our minds because that's all we see. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's what no, the algorithm does right. you into thinking that you're inadequate. Into thinking that you're not doing enough, right? If you keep seeing the same thing over and over again because of how you inter interact with something, it's going to make you feel inadequate. And to a lot of yeah. a lot of ways, that causes so much of the mental health problems that we have in this country because we have this thing which we are giving its power over us to try to like you know steer our life in a way that we think is m maybe more important than what is actually important. I say all the time, yeah. the pandemic was the best thing that ever happened to me in my entire life. Think about how crazy that is. I lost my job. I damn near went broke. Uh, everything that could possibly have gone wrong in my life happened from 2020 to like 2021, like fucking shit show after shit show after shit show. But here I am like sitting there two years later or three full years later, and I have everything I could hope for and want or more. Like I'm so fulfilled. It's yeah. great. But it's like those yeah. things don't happen overnight. I, you know, I'm not. I'm still nowhere near where I want to be in my career or, or my personal life or any of that. But when you have negative events in your life, it puts into focus what is truly important, like the health of you and your family, the health and happiness of the friends and people in your life, and not how much money you make or not, you know, how many Instagram followers you have or TikTok followers, things that don't actually matter. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do think the pandemic was the best and worst thing that ever happened to the world. but. Um, yeah. And also like, I, I don't know if, I mean, I'm sure it was COVID that made us all kind of reevaluate everything. I mean, you can just look at it just in the, in the corporate world, how like everyone is remote now, like, you know, 10 years ago, that wouldn't have ever been a thing. But like, I feel like we, as you get older, you also realize like, you know, not the way like life works is it's not like you have to be engaged to get married, have kids. And mm -hmm. like, that's the only way to like live life. Like you don't have to get married or have kids. And I feel like when I moved to LA, I was like, if I meet someone, I meet someone. If I don't, I don't. And then like I did by like accident, you know, not like putting all this pressure on myself. Where in New York, I was like, you know, I need to meet someone now because I'm 25 and I need to get married by the time I'm 30 because I need to have kids by the time I'm 35. And now I'm 34 and I'm like, I just got engaged. If we have kids, we have kids. If we buy a house, we buy a house. If, like, because life doesn't have to just go this way. Like not everyone's life is the same, but like on social media and Instagram, like you see just the most sorry, but basic way of life. Like you see everyone get married and have kids and have this big wedding and then buy a house and then go on these vacation where there's like a million other ways to live life that don't involve any of that, that like, yeah. But when you, you know, compare I, yourself to that. Yeah. I think the thing that think, sucks most about like social media and, and what you said, like, I wish I knew that I, you know, of course I knew I could have been a photographer like in high school and college. Of course yeah. I knew that was a possible vocation for me, 
but I was never yeah. exposed to it in a way that would have like highlighted the fact that, holy shit, this is something I love. And I think what yeah. happens is you get, you get on the merry-go-round the second you go freshman year of high school, right? You get on the merry-go-round and that thing starts spinning. And as you go year by year, it gets faster and faster and it gets extremely hard to hop off that merry-go-round. And it's difficult yeah. for you to look at what's going on and try to something else when you're fucking spinning around in circles, just trying to catch up and do whatever everybody else is doing. It's like the yeah. rat race is called the rat race for a reason. Like we're all chasing after something that we never once stopped to think about. Like, is this going to even remotely make me happy? Yeah. And that's a huge problem. I think where like we make 17 year olds decide what they want to major in and what college they want to go to. And like the choices that we have or that we think we have at that age. And even our parents think we have, it's like, you either are a doctor, a lawyer, a this, or that. it's like only that. And it's like now, but yeah, like that, I feel like that goes to say like with photography and like more like artistic types of careers you're not you were not told that as a kid that like that you can be successful you can make a lot of money taking pictures like if you like it's like when I, i'm trying to think what i would tell my mom like what i wanted to be but like what do you want to be yeah those, because i think that time you, you, you struggle with that a little bit because you're like i love my job but am i going to be here forever so i was i was like thinking about this because um I majored in fashion design and I remember when I chose to do that, like when I was like seven, whatever, how, however old we are, I chose it because I was like in my, I literally thought I like clothes. I want to make clothes. And my mom's like, do it. Like you can do it. And then like, while in college, I was like, what am I doing? Like, I, I like clothes, but like, I don't want to sew. I can't draw, but like, I can learn how to do all that. And I went through the motions of it. And then I graduated and I was like, a fashion designer is like, not just like on indeed.com. Like people aren't just like applying to be fashion designers. Like that is like, it's a small little box that like of a career that like a lot of people want to do. And a lot of more people that are way more talented than me can do. But in my head, I'm like, well, that's what I majored in. So like, that's what I have to do. And then, but I felt like in school and like when I got in school, they teach you, like, if you want to be a fashion designer, like if you want to be a fashion designer, that's, that's all you can be. But like, they don't teach you, like you can be a fabric person. Like there's different areas, like in the real world that like actually are jobs that like in college, like you're not really told. And then like, I would interview at like, fashion companies and I'm like oh there's like a million other jobs like within the realm of like fashion design that I could but like I didn't have the you know degree to like be a denim buyer or like a planner or like all these other things and now I'm like actually doing stuff that's like kind of like in like the fashion world but like it's not like a fashion designer but like I wish parents and kids knew that like all these like artistic i'm not answering your question you said what do i want to do but like um no, you're good, all these artistic jobs are like they're real jobs like being like like my one friend in new york she i think i've told you about her before because she's like a stylist she's a stylist but like also um like does modeling and stuff but she's like a stylist and like i remember when i first met her she was like trying to be a stylist and like 
I'm like, how the hell do you do that? Like, how do you become a stylist? I'm like, one, you don't get paid jack shit for like years and years and years. Also, you're basically just like someone's slave. And like, but the people that are like the major stylists, like a Kim Kardashian stylist are making so much money, their job's so much fun. And it's because like, they believe that like being a stylist is a real job and it's a real career and they can make it a whole business. And like, when you're in college, I feel like you're not taught that. Like, that's just like comes with like, yeah. life and like you know what they do know. they don't teach like the ability to have any sort of entrepreneurial spirit in college yeah they teach you you yeah. can go be an accountant and a finance person and a teacher and a doctor and a nurse and a whatever you can be these 25 things but they don't teach you to yeah. like go about life and trying to figure out what it is that you actually want to do which is what like i've listen i had the best four years of my life in college I've made some lifelong friends there. I didn't learn fucking shit in college. Literally not a fucking thing. Literally. Maybe, maybe <laughs> a, some history stuff, a couple econ classes here or there. Very little was learned in those four years. I got drunk a lot. I partied a lot. I went to a lot of sporting events. I had a great fucking time. Was that great time worth the $100,000 that I spent being there? No fucking way. If if when I graduated high school, my parents were like, hey, we can go get these loans for you to go to college for four years and you're going to party and have fun and, and meet friends. Or we can go get a loan out and you can go travel the fucking world for two years and come back with actual real life practical knowledge and lessons. I'd have been like, yeah, give me the fucking money. I'm going right? to go. Right. But they don't give you that opportunity when you're young. No. I think one of the good things no. about social media, and I will say this is it's making it a lot easier for people to have alternative life, right? Like, yes. then, uh, you know, traveling and like just being able to see more of the world and explore it differently is more at our fingertips now because we could see other people doing it and we can learn how to do it. And I think to some, some yeah. degree, that's a really great thing about social media. But uh, I will say, like I, like you mentioned, you didn't really answer my question. So I'm curious, like what, what, you know, so one of my favorite things about TikTok, which I think has helped, like, like, I know it sounds, I feel like it sounds dumb to say, but like TikTok really does inspire. I, that's not dumb. It inspires me in a way where I'm like, you know, like you said, like you can make a career out of TikTok. Like I like follow like yoga girls, like yo girls that not even that they're like yoga teachers. They're just girls that do yoga in their cute little apartment. They're really good at it. And like, I know they make money off of just posting those TikToks. And then like from, you know, those videos come other things and like brands reach out to them and that whole thing. And seeing that stuff, like it does inspire me where I'm like, cause I know I've told you, like I'm interested in like maybe like teaching yoga or, or going that realm. That's like completely different from what I've been doing for the past 10 years. But like in my head, I'm like, I can't be a yoga teacher because like I'm, I don't have that personality or I'd, what I'll be making minimum wage for like five years. I'm like 35. Like I need to like be making real money. Um, but like TikTok has made it seem like more um, at my fingertips. Like it's possible it's and like yeah. it's, it's more accessible. Yeah. Um, so to answer your question, I was thinking last night I was getting all, so Jake's in Mexico city right now for work. So I've been cool. by myself for like a week. So, you know, I'm just, starting to spiral but I was like laying in bed and I was like <laughs> I was like 
what are my goals? Like I literally was seeing, I was like, what are my goals right now? Like, what am I trying to do? And I was like, I don't know. Because like, I feel like for the past like 10 years of my life, it was either get really skinny or get really hot or meet a guy or make a lot of money at work or be, or get this role at this company or work at Nike, like certain things like that, which like now that kind of like died off or like I've kind of almost hit those goals where I'm like, okay, this is good. Like whatever I tried. So last night I was like, what are my goals? Like, what am I like? I'm just going in the motions of life, which like five years ago, I would recognize that I'm just doing that. Like I get up, I work out, I go to work, I come home, do it all over again. And that would like depress me. Like I would be like, what am I doing with my life? Like I'm just wasting it. And now I, I'm doing the motions of life and it's kind of like Groundhog's Day, but I'm like happy about it because like I a lot of that's like, perspective. Fine. Like because like yeah. 25 year Ashley, 25 year old Ashley could have felt the same way. But like I don't think you had enough life experience to have those sort of yeah. feelings in a routine. Um Yeah. 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 The other thing I was gonna say is you're gonna be super proud of me. I've been doing yoga lately. Like I You have? I have. Yeah. You'd be super proud of me. I have a very good friend of mine who owns a yoga practice. She's a teacher. And basically we've come to a like equitable agreement where I'm going to shoot content for her and photographs and videos and stuff for her to post on social media. And I get one-on-one yoga lessons, which is great. I love that. Yeah. It's great for me because I've done it three or four times now. Fuck me. Do I fucking sweat doing yoga? It's crazy. Um, Dude, and I, I make crazy. noise and I grunt and I, it's just, it's just a wholly uncomfortable experience. It, but in a lot of ways, it's been really fucking great for me. I, I find the like first five minutes of like quiet, calm meditation sort of intro to the practice to be very grounding and, and quieting to like my mind and the yeah. whole practice, I'm challenging myself like crazy because most of my life I've been active, right? Like I'll go to the gym, I'll work out, I'll run, but not like any conscious sort of amount of time spent on flexibility. I am so fucking inflexible. It's crazy, but it's like kind of rewarding being able to do this kind of stuff that I had never done before. Um, So it's been a lot of fun and I I knew you'd appreciate that. But what I wanted to say to you is like, you've mentioned for like, I think this is the second time now in like the last year or two that you want to do more with this. And I think it's easy when you have a nine to five to have a hard time doing that. Right. You look at, I've got all this time in the day and then I just want to cook dinner, watch a movie and go to bed. But you need to spend a hour a day, 30, 40 minutes a day, just filming yourself doing something on TikTok and talking about it like just voice over like what you're doing and make a little bit of content about the fact that that this is the 30 minutes a day that i get to do this and like whatever you want to talk about but like just fucking do it because it's something that you're so clearly very passionate about and so clearly very you know tied to from like a a mental perspective like it's something you love there's nothing stopping you from doing more of it than you know you spending and carving out that time to do it yeah no, last weekend, I because it was finally warm here because it's been like rainy and nasty, and I was taking videos of myself doing like sixty degrees. You're like yoga, and I was, <laughs> I know, I know, literally, um, and I was taking videos of myself, and I was like, you, you know, editing them or like making them shorter and stuff, and I was like going to go post them on TikTok, and I was like, should I? And then my, I was like, should I post this and put some like, you know cheesy like inspirational shit over the video or should i like 
do my usual rant over that type of like trying to like yeah. combine like what I am comfortable doing versus like something new, but like kind of like going into a different because then in my head, I'm like, all those people that follow me on TikTok, they follow me for my rants. Like they follow me for my political views. They don't follow me because I'm hot because we know I do not look hot when I, I'm on there. They don't follow me. But then I'm like, um, and they follow you because you, know, you are authentically yourself. They follow yeah. you because, because you are who you are and you don't make any sort of qualms about it. Right. So yeah. When, yeah. Like, when you question yourself, well, like they follow me because of this, if they appreciate you for one thing, they're going to appreciate you for trying to be someone yeah. else that you're not currently. So just fucking do it. Yeah. I know the yeah. thing I struggle with so much with from a social media perspective is it's hard for me to want to create content of me doing my job, right? Like Dude. I don't want to film a video of me taking photos. It drives me fucking crazy. Like I, it's like, oh, this is so disingenuous. Let me fucking prop my phone on a tripod. And I know, film I know. Like, dude, that's so lame. But, you know, I have to do it. And I, I struggle with it for sure. And I want to do more of it because I'm starting to reap the benefits of it. Like, I'm, it's slowly starting to grow because I'm posting these fucking videos. But I'm doing it because I have to. You should do it because you want to. You're just standing in your own yeah. way. From yeah. No, that's true. It's true. Um, and I started doing also, I feel like a difference between now me wanting to like do yoga stuff versus back then. I know back then I wanted to do it. Cause I was like, all those yoga girls are so hot. People follow hot girls. And like, I want a big following and ball. And now I'm like, I don't necessarily do yoga or even work out to be hot or, or lose weight or, you know, whatever. Like I'm doing it. Cause like, like you're saying, like you mentally, it's like nice. It's like a challenge in like a different way. And you're not doing it. I mean, men particularly, like, oh no, I'm sure you used to work out to like look buff and like lose weight and like no. be hot or whatever. No, um, truly no. And I only work out seriously. So I don't die. Like the only reason why I do anything well, in the gym, that's, I just don't want to die. Like, I just, I don't want to be like 45 and dropping of a heart attack. Like, that's just right. like, that would suck. Like I, I, I look at it like, holy shit, I'm 37. Let's say I've got 40 years, like, so I've got double my life left. The last 10 of those are probably not going to be highly productive years. So I look at it like I've got like maybe 10 solid, really fucking productive years where my body is fully cooperating and I've got no issues until then, like, oh, I'm going to have shoulder surgery and then knee surgery or whatever. So everything I do now is just strictly preventative. <laughs> like I just don't want to fucking drop, you know, it's true though. True. Isn't that scary to think of? Like, I, did, did you ever see that viral TikTok? I, I don't know who it is. It's like probably a podcast guy, but he was talking about how we, I mean, you see your parents all the time because like you are with like your location wise close to them, but like people that don't live close to their parents are like, I think you, you see your parents like for Christmas and their birthday, let's say twice a year. And let's say your parent has 10 more years to live. So you're going to see them twice a year for 10 more years. So you only have 20 more time to see your parents. I'm like, wow, that's the most depressing thing I've ever heard because I like live like eight hours from my mom, but I see her like once a year, which like, I can't even start to think of anything like that. But like, even when we think of like Jake being older than me, like I always think like when I'm like eating something shitty, I'm like, you can't eat this because you're older and you're a guy and like, who knows what will happen? Like, and I can't have you drop dead on me. 
And I'm like, hmm. and then I like gotta catch myself. I'm like, Ashley, you're not like, you know, you can't be eating a bunch of shit either because you could drop dead also. But it's like, yeah. when you get older, you start to like do these certain things that are like, I don't know. I feel like we just stop not caring about what we look like, but like that is not at the forefront of like everything. And I feel like back then that was like the main thing for me was just yeah. appearing. I get it. No, we talked about this when we first met too, because like, you know, you're an attractive girl and you were single and you're like, I'm going to be a baddie on the internet and I'm going to want, you know, like I get it. And I think when you have that sort of comfortability and understanding that like your personal life is fully intact and like it's consistent and it's safe and it's not going anywhere. Yeah. The reasons behind going to the gym and the reasons behind eating healthy are no longer about being a baddie, which I mean, hey, you're engaged. You could still be a fucking baddie. But at the, at the end of the day, it's like, well, you know, I just want to have that strength and that beauty for myself. It's not for anyone else other than me, which I think is also totally. great would be great if at 25 you could have been like i want to be a baddie just for me not for like the fucking instagram yeah you know, that'd be great yeah um i know you on something with the like amount of times you see people per year i think about that a lot my parents are a little bit older my dad just turned 76 uh two days ago um 10 years ago he had six bypass heart surgery so like quite possibly the biggest definition of just glad he's still here right and i know he's gonna listen to this so fuck you dad go eat a salad or something. <laughs> but I think about that a lot because it's so easy in your everyday life to be doing a million things and you get a call from your parent. You'd be like, oh, I don't really want to take this call right now. Or, oh, I know it's going to be 15 minutes. But then you realize that at some point that phone is not going to ring anymore. And you're going to be know. like, fucking hey, I really, really wish I'd spent that 15 minutes when I thought I was too busy to have that conversation, right? And it's it's so hard to be like conscious of, potential negatives in the future but if you can I, I think that's another thing that's happened with me as i've gotten older i've become extremely conscious about the time that i have with people and i'm i'm more appreciative of it and i'm more yeah. cognizant of the fact that this is not all guaranteed i mean fuck i could get cancer tomorrow right this could be the yeah. last time who the fuck knows my building yeah. could collapse my I could get hit by a bus yeah. you never know and i think that sort of realization only happens when you get a little bit older because things have already started getting taken away from yeah. 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 And I think like COVID really like in 2019. So right before COVID for Thanksgiving, Jake and I went to New Orleans. And so my sister spent Thanksgiving with just my mom. And then I remember feeling, I'm like, oh, I feel bad. Like they're having Thanksgiving without me. And now I'm like, it's okay. Like there's next year. And then 2020 happened. And I'm like, oh, like I can't see her. I'm like, and I, you know, and then 2021 happened. I'm like, okay, I can kind of see her. And I'm like, wow, like we only, we not, I mean, we know life's not guaranteed and we know tomorrow's never promised and yada, yada, yada. But like, it's really true. Like those cliches of like, I could be. Yeah. They're cliches for a reason. Like yeah. And it's their yeah. Trip. And it's like, it's just, it put, I think, yeah. COVID just put stuff into perspective. Like just, you know, we don't, we don't know like if you're going to get fired from your job so like do what you love like do make your hobby that's the other thing though about like hobbies is, is like i think i've said this to you before like about the yoga thing is like i don't want to make the one thing that i do love doing my income you know because i feel like that as soon as it starts to be like 
your job, I'm like, am I going to start to feel that way? How I feel about my actual job now. And then I'm going to have like no hobby. Yeah. Which you probably know because you're with photography, like that started off as a hobby and your interest. And now you're like, well, I want to make money, which. So I've, I've learned a very valuable lesson in the last three years, having almost gone broke and having come out of it. And what that lesson is, is don't be too proud to do more than one thing. Yeah. I was smart and not stubborn or just irrationally confident in my abilities. When I lost my job in 2020, I would have immediately gone and got another job. I would have saved myself a ton of financial headaches and a ton of financial repercussions that I experienced, you know, the year after had I just done that. But it took me, you know, having to grow mentally and like understanding that I don't need to be too proud to make a living. Right. Yeah. I've now created my financial life centered around multiple funnels of income. So I don't need to make $250,000 taking photos, but I can make a good amount taking photos and I can make a good amount with this podcast and I can make a good amount. I started a digital marketing company and I can make a good amount doing social media content creation for other people. So now I've got a bunch of different ways that I can make money and I no longer need to be stressed about one of them. So you're right. I could have fixed that a long time ago, but I didn't because I was too proud. I needed to be a million dollar photographer. When I realize now in hindsight, I can be able to build multiple areas where I can make money from and it doesn't have to be all the pressure in one place. Because if you ever fail doing one of those things, you're fucked, which I was for a bit yeah, because I was totally. just rolling through my savings like it was fucking Mardi Gras. I was just throwing beads everywhere except beads were dollar bills and I was fucking going broke. and. I learned a great lesson. And I mean, I've already in February 11th of 2023, I've already made more money this year than I did all of last year and all of 2021 combined. Think about that. That's fucking crazy. So I've made more money in 40 fucking days than I have in two full years. And that's just because I got unstubborn and I realized that I could build myself a way to earn a living that wasn't one fucking way. But like, I I don't know, maybe I think you need to fail in a bunch of different ways before you can learn that sort of experience. So like for me, when you say that, I think, Ashley, you've got a nine to five, you're very buttoned up on that, you're good monetarily. Do the thing on the side and it doesn't matter how much money you make doing it. It's just something that you love, but you can also benefit from it as well. Yeah, no, that you're right. And that's like the same thing where like, I feel like in your nine to fives, everyone's kind of like scared to take PTO or vacation days. Cause you're like, you know, but I'm like, like, I genuinely like, I'm like, I feel bad leaving my coworkers to do like my work for a week. And then I'm like, well, that's, that's crazy. silly because they would fire me in a second and like, you know, whatever, yeah. but, and it, I, it, that is a good that's why I think I do like TikTok now. Cause like, I'm like, I make the content just cause I want to, and I feel like it. And like, I just happen to like, you know, get a few cents here or there. I was like, and I can just continue to do that a little bit, but like, and I've definitely actually, no, that's a good, you're right though. I, I remember you first telling me when you were like asking me about that clothing brand that you were trying to do and you were at, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, John is such a good, a good, yeah, a good example of like doing multiple things and not putting all your, what, eggs in one basket, which is like definitely what I'm doing right now. But you are, that's, you're right. Because then if one falls through, then you have five others. And yeah. 
And it's also like I just said, like I started a clothing company. <laughs> I sold like three fucking t-shirts. But like I did it. It was cool. Like I tried. I failed. Like yeah. I I didn't I didn't do a good job, but I failed and I did it. I learned a lot. That's cool. Like you don't have to fucking succeed at everything you do. You don't have yeah. that's like the fallacy of social media to some degree too. We don't need to fucking win at everything. That's irrational. Yeah. That's not that's not how life works. You're gonna fail a lot. I failed a fucking shit ton in my life. Holy shit. All the fucking failures I could list, we'd be here for two more hours. But at the end of the day, you learn. You learn from your experiences. I learn on a daily basis every time I take an L. It's like the big fucking thing on the internet. Oh, you, you lost, you failed, you get but get the fuck out of here i've learned more from my experiences in failure than i will ever in any success that i've ever had in my life period yeah yeah everything that like every job you got fired from every person that broke your heart like if that didn't happen i mean this sounds i hate sounding so cliche and lame i'm like oh but no but that is true like every negative thing also i got this book oh it's in my purse i wanted to show it to you it's called, um, I got it from TikTok because I saw this girl, she writes poems. It was on Amazon. Um, it's called The Honeymoon Healing or The Healing Honeymoon, something like that. It's a poetry book, but um, it's all about like, you know, it's not like that that person broke your heart. It's that person broke your heart so you could learn how to like put your heart back together type of shit. Like you fail. Yeah. So you can also like failing, I think is it's kind of nice because you're like well i tried and i failed next thing i'm gonna like let's move on like you don't have to like harp on it and like for me I, i'll never know if i could be a good yoga person because i haven't tried it yet like i you know but like once i you do will. try and like whether i yeah but you don't i mean you're you yeah it's being it's not being stubborn and like not being prideful and just like trying really yeah I, that is a great point because like from a pride perspective, I've let pride impact my life in so many negative ways. And had I, you know, I think you need to learn through failure. I think you need to learn through not succeeding that allows yourself to be a little bit more humble into like who you are. For a long time, I was incredibly totally. irrational about my skills, my abilities, me as a human being. And I think I've humbled myself through failure, which has been fucking great for me because I, I have for the last few years become so completely and utterly comfortable in my own skin that I don't have to give a flying fuck about what anybody else thinks of me, whether it's a, a, a work person, whether it's a relationship person, if it's not meant for me, it's not going to be for me. But I know yeah. through all the strife that I've experienced in life, that the things that are meant for me are going to find me. The things that I'm meant to have are going to be mine because I kind of just believe that through all of the ups and downs in life, inevitably you end up in the position in the place with the people that you're supposed to be with. Yeah, totally. It's true. Yeah. I know. It's because I've got a huge fucking brain. You could see this head. It's huge. It's filled with all this knowledge. <laughs> We've grown Funny, so but... much. I wish we could, we should like, no, I don't know even how we could find our first conversations, but I feel like when we first met, we were like, what, like, we're just grown ups now. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens over like eight years, kid. <laughs> you grow up, you grow. I mean, that's, you know, it's, the 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 person that I become is great. Like I'm, 
I, I like I'm very happy and very content. And for a lot of years, I really wasn't. I was just like putting on a facade and I was pretending and I was wholly unhappy, but I was numbing myself to the fact that I was. And now I like I'm acutely aware of everything. I'm acutely aware of when I'm happy. I'm acutely aware of when I'm sad. I like check in with myself regularly and I've built a sustainable career and a sustainable life for me. It might not work for someone else, it might not work for you, but it works for me. And that makes me happy. And like, I'm not threatened by other people's success. I'm not threatened by other people's things that they have. I'm not threatened because I know who I am. And for a long time, I was threatened by everybody. And I lived a certain way and I acted a certain way because of that. But as you get older, that, that goes away. Yeah. No, and I can tell with you right now that you are actually content. I feel like you would tell me, like, I'm happy. I'm making a bunch of money. I'm, blah, blah, blah. but like, money will also, never make you happy. No, yeah, it's yeah. It just makes no, everything easier. Truly, it just easier. It, does. it just buys convenience. That's all it does. Like, I don't have to worry yeah. about like fucking shit because I've got some money now. Like, for a yeah. better part of the last two years, I was conscious about it all the time. But like now, yeah. all it does is buy convenience. I don't need more shit. Look at all the fucking stuff I have. I have yeah. too much stuff. I don't need more stuff. I need more experience. Yeah. I need more time with my family and friends. I don't need shit. And I think, you know, yeah. that, again, it comes with age. It comes with time. Yeah, it does. Yeah. You're right. What are you going to be doing with yourself for the rest of this year? Tell me what 2023 has to hold for you. Are you getting married this year? Like, what's like the plan? What's what's up with you? For um, yeah, we're July 7th is what the day we're planning on. But we're just doing like a courthouse thing. <sighs> what did so I say? Actually, what did I say? No. To you? Um, what did I say to you when you sent me the, the picture message of your ring finger? Did you say that? I no, I basically was like, if you don't invite me to your wedding, we are not friends oh. anymore. <laughs> no, let me tell you about. Okay, so I was Google. Okay, we got engaged. I'm like, okay, like, what's going on? Like, what are we doing? I started googling just photographers or Google. I was I got overwhelmed within like five minutes, and I'm like, I and we've been having these conversations back and forth since we got engaged, but it's really hard for me to like justify the cost of how much weddings are and this i feel like this goes to say like i still haven't posted that we got engaged on facebook or instagram or anything because like it's like i hate that i love that i genuinely love that for you i do and i just and like we have like i just don't every time i go to like want to post it or something i'm like why am I doing this? Because I because of what though? Like, yeah. So people well, can like the picture. I, yeah, it's like oh look yeah, at me. look at like fucking yeah. Man. And I'm like, I just I don't know. I just like don't want to do any of that. But that goes in the same thing as like, why do people have huge weddings? Why do people spend six like, figures on huge weddings? I like big weddings. I like being invited to big weddings. I like being part of big weddings. I will never have a big wedding. I will just a marry in a courthouse and I will throw a party in a field and I will invite. Yeah. I like I'm just, yeah, there's... that's not to say that if I meet a person who is fucking godly rich, babe, whatever you want, you can have it. If you're paying for it, if I'm paying for it, we're going to go to the courthouse. We're going to spend $264. No. We're going to get married with the justice of the peace. And we're going to call it a fucking day. 
Yeah, that's what we're doing. Okay. Um, we'll come to New York and at least <laughs> like honeymoon it before you go to Europe or something. And, you know, I know I, it would be nice if you could take our engagement photos. Fly me out, yeah, put me up somewhere and I won't those. charge anything. Um, it's a good trade. Have you done, have you done couples or like anything like that? Or do you just, no, no I just mostly Hot take people, naked people. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, it's, it's funny. It's like, you know, I frequently take photos of women. That's like what you get paid to do mostly, which is okay. Like, I don't care. Like I'm, you know, I just don't shoot weddings. It's not like, it's not something I've ever been yeah. conscious of doing. Like, I know it's not in my wheelhouse. Like I, yeah. when I look at what I, the career I've built for myself. It's, it's in fashion and it's in music because those are the two things that I like. Um, and yeah. I like capturing people and maybe not relationships and, or yeah. big, there's a fucking ton yeah. of pressure shooting a wedding. I I've shot one engagement. It was great. I had a great time. I got some really lovely photos. I, you know, if it's for a friend or a family person, absolutely. Whatever. No problem. I just not going to like outwardly seek that work. It's not in my yeah. life. Yeah. No. And I mean, I never thought about that, but you're kind of right. There's not photographers take photos of women. It's not like, they take photos of men. Shooting, I like shooting guys. I mean, I've uh, some of my favorite photos I've ever taken are, are a couple of different guys, and I think that will change with time. Like the to me, the moment is where the light happens and like where something is transpiring, and whether that's a man, a woman, whatever, it doesn't matter to me. Like one of my favorite photos, I shot this guy at a casting director shoot in uh, like a industrial building and the fucking light coming through the window was just yeah. absolutely perfect. And I got some of my most favorite photos of all time. You know, last week I was shooting two half naked women. Like it just, I don't know. It's not, it's so funny. Like when, you know, three, four years ago before I became a photographer, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm shooting all these naked women. It's so cool. It's like the most anticlimactic, unenjoyable experience because there's a lot of pressure to create what I would consider like beautiful imagery versus like sexualized something. Like, I, I don't know how to articulate it, but if you get what I'm saying, like I want to create an intimate portrait and photo regardless of what they're wearing or not wearing. And it's very, it's hard in some instances to like move beyond the fact that they're not wearing anything for those things to come through. And like, for me, I've started hitting a stride with my work, irregardless of what I'm shooting that, feels like it's me it feels like an image that i created and i've got an editing flow now that like is very like concise and compact and just like when i'm done pr producing the images i know it's mine like it feels like me yeah it's like i'm conveying yeah. the thing that i want to convey which makes me very very happy yeah um some of your best photos that are like the ones that you take like just on the street of like manhattan yeah. or whatever like those ones Thank are those I love nice. doing street oh. photography. It's it's the my favorite thing that I do. I don't get a chance it's to do good. it enough. I love it. Like I mean, and, I, and again, that's like you know, I've recently been inspired to shoot a lot of Polaroids lately. And uh, again, yeah. one of the, like m this mentor that I have, who's uh, you know this huge inspiration to me from a photography perspective. This this guy was like gave me a really great creative idea, and and I'm gonna just like be pushing more into that from like a, a Polaroid perspective, but. I like, I'm just comfortable. Like I'm very content. I'm very mm -hmm. happy, I'm very comfortable in what I'm producing, what I'm creating. And I don't think I was here even six months ago. 
but I'm here now and it feels good. And like, I don't have to try to pretend to do anything or be anything that I'm not. And that's yeah, that's pretty wonderful. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad too. And I know I joke with you a lot cause you're a very shitty communicator at times, but I do love you a great deal. You're one of my good friends. I'm extremely happy that your life has fallen into place in such a beautiful way. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you're part of my family and I'm just appreciative that you decided to come and do this again with me. And thank you so much for your time today. I love you too. Thank you. You are, you, we're best friends. BFFE. <laughs> thank you so much, Ashley. Take care. Thanks, John.